All right, here we go on Friday, April 23rd. It's uh, podcast time. We're glad you're here. Eric Chase and the fam. Just Bethany today. Am I? What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't get cranky. Just, just Bethany and Maddie. Am I crazy or did, did I mix up? I thought Kennedy wasn't going to be here next week. I don't know. Oh. I thought, she, I'm pretty sure she texted me the 30th, but then she was going to be out of town today. I don't know. I hope, uh, I hope she doesn't make me regret my decision for inviting her on the podcast. <laughs> me too. She's, uh, dad, 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 uh, she's not real, like, animated over emails or anything. Um, she was just like, thank you for having me or something like that. Did, did she, I can't tell if she enjoyed herself or not. No, she, she did. She is very like down to business type, um, personality. So I could see where like, you would think it was just not like, not a, I don't even know the word for it. She's, she's bubbly and she's very like personable in person. I'm sure it's just gets lost in translation over. Yeah. I mean, she's, she, that's why she, I, I enjoy having her, her on. She's got a, a personality. She's got things to talk about, but yeah, she's not that way over email. So that's where I was like, <laughs> that's why I was like checking in with you. Like, did she have a good time? Cause last week was fun. It was fun. No, I, th- I, I'm sure she's enjoying herself. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's. Let's start with you stuff, with Bethany things. Uh, save the dog thing. We, we have business to take care of. Uh Ursula dance team won something? Yeah, we won. Uh, well, so we compete at nationals, at UDA nationals every year. And uh, this year we did it virtually because pandemic. And uh, so yesterday we found out we placed top three in both of our routines Um we got second in jazz and first in palm, which is, uh, it's, it's a big deal because there's very few teams that medal in both routines. Um, sometimes they'll win in one. Like last year, we won nationals for palm, but we got fifth in jazz. So when you can kind of level out both of your routines to, um, have them both place well it's it's a big deal so we're very proud of them we're very excited and uh wait wait to get our medals but uh so how did it work digitally or virtually they yeah explain that whole process because i don't even want to think about it yeah it well so it, it was a very long season so we do our tryouts in eight at the end of april so like our tryouts for next season are next week so this this team uh, that just finished, they try they did their tryouts a year ago and didn't take a break from April till now. So they had an entire year of practice and competition and wondering what was going to happen because we didn't think they were e- there was even going to be a nationals. Um, it's normally we normally leave like the last week in January to go to Orlando to compete, um, but they pushed it back. So, we were kind of waiting and waiting and waiting uh, to see when they were going to push it back and then decided to push it back till uh, now. And so then we also had to decide, okay, are we going to keep going with the season, even though it's going to be two, you know, upwards of two months later than we normally do because our season is normally over at the end of February. So it was going to be a lot longer. Um but once once you're in it that deep, you know, we were like beginning of February, once you're in it that deep, you can't really take a break because then you're you're going to lose the progress that you've made. So they pushed on, they decided to do nationals virtually and uh, Wait, keep going. So that's what I wanted to know. Like, how did they do this virtually? Yeah. So what what you have to do is uh, they send pretty strict guidelines for recording a video. So. Um, you have to have kind of a wide shot. Everyone that's dancing has to be able to be seen in the shot. You have to get all four corners of the room. It can't be edited in any way. Um, you can't dub the music over it. It just has to be like one shot, one, um, 
angle of the whole routine and then you submit that uh, through Google or whatever it is. Got it. Okay. And then they judge it and they send you the scores and then after semifinals they tell you if you make it to finals. If you made it to finals you can either send in the same video or you can re-record again which is what we did because in our semifinals video we were missed a girl was out with an injury so we recorded again and then submitted that for finals so i mean it's it's pretty straightforward it, it wasn't too complicated but it's nerve-wracking because we're we're perfectionists and normally you know when you're there your adrenaline's pumping you perform it once it is what it is you can critique it later when you're recording it and you want it to be perfect i mean we probably started over six times right because you can so it's it was almost our our worst enemy just because we we wanted to nitpick it to death and at the end of the day it's like you know they're exhausted it's they're, you know, we're, we're at the end of a full year of, of a season and we just need to go with uh, what we feel is the best. And, and we did that. And I and I think, you know, they did really well. So I'm, so I'm proud of them. How many times did it take to get it down until you guys were satisfied? Because you're right. Um, like when I'm doing stuff here, it's amazing. Like when I, can, when I need to be live, which I'm kind of afraid of in some ways. Um, I'm like, I can't do that. I have to, I'm constantly redoing breaks when I'm recording things. How could I ever be do live radio again? And then it's right. funny. Like I turn it on and we stop cursing and we follow yeah. everything. So it, it, I know exactly what they were going through and how like the adrenaline and the heat of the moment, um, gets them through a live performance. But I know exactly what it was probably like, like, Hey Marissa, can you screw up a little, little better please? And then start it over. Well, not only that, but you don't have a stadium full of people screaming at you you right like you're just you know we had the parents there in in their school gym but you know they don't they don't get that that energy from the audience and it was just all around totally completely different um but hopefully it's it's behind us and next year we'll be back to normal and we won't have to worry about it so, so how many times did you guys record until you were satisfied um well the i mean the the dances are so diff physically difficult that they can barely get through it once and it's only two minutes. Um, so I would, I think we restarted them before the halfway mark three or four times. Um, but once you get halfway through, you just kind of, you kind of hope that nothing goes wrong because they just physically would not be able to do, get through it again. So it's crazy. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The world we live in. And I wonder if it, not to break this down like it's ESPN or anything, I wonder if other schools were able to do better than if they were live because maybe they just don't, like there are other schools that maybe like their their thing is that they get a little a little anxious in front of a live audience and they don't feed off the energy. But um, this is the world we live in and I'm glad that they did well. Yeah, me too. Um, and we always want to shout out Team Melkert, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Do you want to do shout outs to any of the girls or all of them? Maybe they'll listen to the podcast and be like, we're famous. We were on a podcast. Yeah, right. No, um, I I mean, I shout out to all of them. Obviously, Morgan, she's the head coach. She, you know, knows what more. Is, what's <laughs> it's, that kid doing? She's just angry. She wants attention and I'm not giving it to her right now. Okay. <laughs> I know what's the matter. Oh, my God. Give her the boobie. It's so sad. Are you done? I'm trying to do a podcast. Can you chill? Maddie, come on. I'll take do, do I have to give, give her the give her the milk. Give her the milk. <laughs> she had milk. She's not hungry. She just wants attention. It's fine. Um Hi, hi, sweetheart. Yes. Yes. I'll come see you with your big forehead and no hair. Yes. Hey, she's growing her hair in. Good for Slowly her. Slowly but surely. Good for her. Um, all right, so instead of running down the whole team, how about just the seniors? You can shout them out. Yeah, so the seniors this year were uh, Molly, Lainey, Kate, and Serena. Um, they're all going on to, of course, amazing schools because they're all super smart. Um, but Serena especially, she, uh, well, can I even say this? Mm, I better not because I don't know if it's public knowledge. But anyways, um, they're all going on to to great schools, and I'm I'm really proud of them. So good, 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 good. Um, sit tight. I have to do one quick thing. Okay. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna pull you down. 
I forgot to record something earlier for the show, so I'm going to do it now. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 3.30 means another name to get qualified for our, our, our finally flying flyaway. Last name of the week, Olivia Laberty of Oak Harbor. You are qualified. You still have plenty of time to maybe get your name mentioned as one of the three qualifiers each day. Q1055.com. Good luck. Hi, you back. Or I'm back. Are you there? I am here. Hi. Hi. You're coming across like super hot. Like, not, oh. f- not physically, but just like the mic level. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Maddie. Maddie. <laughs> Is that any better? Uh, Yeah, I think so. All right, next up. Next up. We're still trying to recruit um, artists for Undisclosed, my favorite TSA event. And this yeah. year, is it going to be virtual again? No, no, we we are doing it in person. We're going to kind of hybrid the two together so that um, you will have the opportunity of not being in the gallery with 300 other people. Uh, so we're still, we're going to have it in person. Hopefully the weather is nice so we can utilize the garden, but people will go in smaller groups to pick their piece instead of everyone being in the same room at once. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of, of both versions. Can I have the date, please? It is Thursday, June 24th. Hi, 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're excited about it too, huh? Um, yeah. I sent it to... The reason I wanted to pick up on it was um, the Monroe Pop Fest, the Monroe Comic Con. They have a lot of artists there, and I was like, I wonder if any of them would want to do it. But I don't know any of them. I'll, I'll ask maybe at some point. But I did ask uh, a local guy who does some... some con- he does... He, does all like superhero stuff and, and comic things, and he he was uh, not. What's interested. his name? I probably know him. His name is Jarrett Whalen. Oh, I don't know that name. Yeah, he uh, thought your stuff was a, a little highbrow for what he likes to draw, and he thanked me. And I said, "You can do that stuff. It's it's completely open. Like it, whatever yeah, you want to do." And it's then, totally not highbrow because we have. We have people that have done comic stuff. Like Matt Taylor's is not necessarily comic, but um, he's usually one of our artists, and he does like more cartoony type stuff. It doesn't have to be like you know a Picasso or a Van Gogh. Right. It's you know you're trying to play on what people are gonna like. So. And he's a really good artist too. So I was disappointed when he just kind of he didn't blow me off. I I do this all the time. Like there was just no need for another response. So. I can ask. I'll ask more of those people though. We can yeah, for sure. Undisclosed, the nerd portion of the show. Now what happened? What? Are you guys still there? Yeah. Where Where is she at? She's in her uh, bouncer. Uh, I think you, can you pick her up and hold her? Because I think her screaming might be distracting while we're recording. I'm going to have huge arm muscles. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you have to be quiet if I'm going to hold you. <laughs> yeah. I tell Amanda when I like mess with something on her arms, I'm like, these are your P- these are your Piercy J muscles. But um, I, I right. yeah, you'll you don't have to work out or ride your bike, even though you do it for for leisure reasons. Because just running after Maddie as she gets older is going to be plenty of a, of a workout. Yeah, if only that gave me a six pack. Uh. <laughs> It could. It just it tight, you tighten your core when you guys are doing stuff. Get those stomach muscles exercised. So still go. still need a handful of artists for Undisclosed, right? Yeah, yeah. We're almost there. But uh, I always like to get new people that haven't done it before. So um, if anybody's interested, even if, you know, you don't consider yourself a, a career artist or a professional, um, you know, try, try it out. So when I, uh, when I was younger, I loved to draw. And I was... Good, but I stopped, so now I'm not good anymore. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that takes practice. Like, people do it as a hobby or, or in their leisure time, and that's cool, but you definitely, like, drawing, painting, anything like that requires a lot of practice, just like it would playing an instrument. So, um, do what's the, uh, what's the cost? What's the, the, the need to knows for the event on the 24th of June? Um, yeah, the event, we sell only as many tickets as we have art pieces and our, we shoot for a, about a hundred or around a hundred every year. Um, a hundred dollars gets you in, gets you a piece of art and that admits two people. Um, and, uh, we always have food and, uh, a bar and I forget. entertainment. Is, is it open bar or? 
It's a donation. Got it, got it, got it. And yeah. it, and all of it comes out of Gerky's yeah. pocket, right? <laughs> right, exactly. The, the finest Gerky Merlot yeah. from 1927 when he was born. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so you tell me about your dog ball thing, and then and then we can talk dogs for a little bit. Okay, so and this was a random thought of mine, but I have a a pet, it's not a pet peeve. I'm I'm a little bit uh, anal about cleaning my dog's food bowls, and and here's why, right? Because most people don't consider their dogs to be people worthy of clean dishes all the time. Okay. Right, but us we eat a meal and then we put it in the dishwasher. So I cannot stand it when people do not act like adequately clean the dog bowls i i my dogs get fresh water at least two three times a day and and the bowl gets rinsed out i'm not gonna like dawn dish soap wash it every time i fill it but once a day that bowl is getting cleaned with dawn dish soap same thing with their food bowl i I cannot stand when people, like, I look at their dog's food bowl, and there's, like, crusty food. Crusty food, especially from wet dog food, because you know wet dog food, like, leaves that residue, and it's just nasty, and it's slimy, and if you don't clean that, like, you wouldn't want to eat out of that. And I just wonder, because I feel like most people probably don't think about it. Like, if you ask, like... Your average Joe on the street, when the last time was that he cleaned his dog's food bowls, he'd probably be like, uh, I don't know. But like, like how often do you clean your dog's You're not wrong. Like, you've put it on my radar. Now, they, excuse me, they they dry dog food, which is not as dirty. Um, Actually, I, I don't know how often I clean it. Maybe, like you, I'll wash it out like once a week, but maybe just with water. I'll give it a good cleaning maybe once a month. You're right. It's on my radar now. I'll be better about it. But I mean, even the kibble, like they're getting their slobber in there and, you know. I don't know. Andre doesn't take a breath when he eats. So, (laughs) their bowls are, go ahead. I'm sensitive to it, especially because one of my dogs has a a big beard. So, any food particles that are in that bowl are reattaching themselves to his beard and Gus, his ears are low enough, long enough that they hang into the food bowl. So if I don't keep the bowls clean, then my dogs aren't clean, and it's all over their face. Fair and point. And it just makes me crazy. And I can. And I'm just like, I, I bet, I bet people don't, people don't think to do this. I think you're, I think you're right, and I'll be better about it. The times when I actually notice it is when like there's dry water residue. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what catches my attention. Now, as you're saying this, like uh, we wash our our dishes every time, you, you know, we could do something like that for our dogs. I'll say this though, um, I have never licked my own testicles or butthole. I also do not eat grass outside, which the boys have been doing lately. I don't sniff other dogs' poop, so there is a pretty reasonable difference between how we eat and dogs. Not that they should be like licking dirty water residue or leftover food particles from three weeks ago. Um, But there is a difference between how we eat and how clean it is. I mean, that's fair. But wouldn't you say that if you had the ability to lick your own stuff down there, that you would at least try it? If there's one question I could ask my dog. No, if I had three questions... I could ask my dogs, and I would get answers. For you, I would say, Andre Diddy, what's it like to lick your own butthole and and, and pooter? Like, why do you do that? <laughs> I don't, they can't reach their butt, can they? Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's oh, normally oh, just oh, like oh. their... Oh, my can't reach the the, the butt. The, the boys are long, so... Well, okay. um, But, yeah, if I had three questions that my dogs would have to answer in... <laughs> In human voices, I would say, guys, why do you lick that stuff? Like, what What good? Are you cleaning it? Does it feel... It can't feel good because you do it all the time. Um, okay, so other dog stuff. I am... I am no longer... I am no longer actively looking for another dog. Oh, I, why? Just I cause... think it will just disrupt the chemistry. 
I know. That's how I feel about it, too. Maddie's very disappointed. There was a dog at the Toledo Animal Rescue, um, which I'm getting close with very quickly. Did you see Faith the Blind Dog? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I don't know what kind of dog Faith was. They said Dachshund, but Faith was born with bad vision. She can barely see light, and uh, she was from a breeder, and the Toledo Animal Rescue believes that she was discarded because they wouldn't. she wouldn't make any money for the breeder. That's so, so sad. I forget where they found her, but... Um, I, I threw some money at the cause, and they were trying to get $3,500 for her to get uh, the eye surgery. One of her eyes will come out. The other one will be, I guess, okay. And other than that, she looks she's she's a beautiful-looking little dog, and uh, it's up over $5,000 now, so it was great to see that. Well, that's good. There was nothing but bad dog stories this week, unfortunately. Fortunately, they're in the right hands now, like, like Faith. But there was a dog there named Ivy. I think she's a little bit big. But she was on my radar. And then my friend Cassie at Lucas County downtown mm-hmm. um, had been telling me about a dog. And then she sent me a video. And I was like, oh, crap. Now, he looked like a puppy, but she told me he's about five. And I went to go visit him today. His name is Gator. And if, if Andre and Diddy had a baby and it was a little bit big, bigger and, and thicker than Diddy, that's Gator. Um, he's probably some kind of beagle hound thing with yeah. may- maybe some shepherd mixed in, but he was, okay. a, he was a good boy. He, uh, was super energetic <laughs> and probably just a, a little bit too big and a little too energetic for what I would be, uh, mixing in yeah, with the, you don't the boys. Have Right. Like he was running back and forth in the little thing they have at Lucas County. And I know yeah. that's not the dog you're going to get. Um, because they're cooped up all day, so they're running off energy. But I just, the vibe was he needs a yard, and a lot of times energy like that yeah. pisses Diddy off. And if he was, <laughs> he was probably, I don't know, 33, 35 pounds. And like I said, like a more muscular, like Diddy on a little bit of steroids. Right. If he was 10 pounds lighter and, and that size, he would probably be more manageable. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, just it's one of those things that if it, if it comes about and it crosses your path and and it's the moment is right and it fits, then that's awesome. Um, it's not the but, mo- the moment is now. Um, the dog has to be right, and I just saw his his energy. Not that I I want a dog that sits around all day. We already do that, but <laughs> I know you know, like you can tell. You can you can look at a dog, watch their behavior, and have a feeling. And maybe my oh feeling yeah, is, absolutely. And maybe my, my and our feeling would be wrong, just because he's cooped up all day. But that's why I said if he was seven or eight pounds smaller, it would be a lot more manageable. Yeah, I mean, there's dogs that I absolutely love, and when I was volunteering more with uh, LC4 and Humane Society, like there were dogs that. You know, I was like, if I had a bigger yard and no other responsibilities, I would take you home in a heartbeat. But I understand their needs and my needs. And if they don't fit, then it's not a good fit. And that's that's what you want, because otherwise they end up right back, right back there when the owner's like, oh, I can't I can't take care of this dog. Uh, And that that makes me crazy. So. Caitlin, who is uh, Lynn Casey's daughter, and she, I don't know if she still works at LC4, but she was there for a long time. She mentioned to me that she walks her dogs uh, instead of in a group, like she kind of does it one at a time to get some extra exercise. And I consider that, um, I mean, that's a possibility, although I'd like to walk them on like a three-way tether. Right. Uh, but then when I was thinking about Gator here, I'm like, it's already kind of, a, like, you've been in my, my doorway before. It's narrow. <laughs> it is narrow. It's already kind of like a jailbreak <laughs> with two dogs <laughs> trying to get out the doorway. Uh, so a third one of Gator size, it, it just, I would have been run over. It would have been like the running of the bulls. Yeah. I Yeah. And I mean, your place isn't small, but I... I don't think a dog any bigger than Diddy would be a good idea just because of the sheer amount of space. So Yeah. Um, do you, there was a little puggle a handful of weeks ago, maybe like last month, that somebody had abused. Her name was Parsley. Um, I didn't 
I looked at the story. I glanced at it. I didn't want to see her picture again. I didn't want to read the story. But uh, the headline and what I gleaned from the story on 13 ABC, if you remember her, she she's doing better now. So that's oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, I remember. Did you face. see the story earlier this week of the dog that was like left for dead uh, on Willie's, Willie's, I don't know, I think it was Willie's Parkway and like Woodlawn Cemetery? Uh, I don't think so. It's one of the... It, it's the middle of the day, or it's still light out, and you see a dog laying down, uh, leashed to a tree, and the dog looks dead. Like the dog. Oh, like- you know what? I did see that because I saw. I remember seeing that photo, and then after the fact, realizing that it was attached, and I'm like, "Come on, people!" Like, and was it that was right before it got really cold, right? Or like during Monday- when it was really cold? I think the kid found her Monday night. I think, yeah. or maybe late last week. Come on, people. Um, and looking at the dog, you can't tell that it's injured or in bad shape, but it just looks lifeless tied to the tree. And, you know, now she's in good hands, and thank thank God that kid came by when he did and called his mom. But if I, I told Cassie at LC4 today, I'm like, if I see one more bad or abused dog story, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, and those are just the things that hit the news. So that's why I could never do her job. Yeah, I I could never either. And there, you know, I always, I've I've always loved animals and I thought about being a veterinarian or, yeah, like working at at somewhere like that where, you know, you're at a shelter and and helping animals. But there's there's not enough good stories to, to heal the bad and the the people that work over there on a regular basis and and that's that's their full-time job i commend them because i could not i couldn't do it i just couldn't separate myself enough from that situation and i would just bury all those feelings and not there's no amount of therapy that would help me through that situation so you you almost have to dislike animals or just be ambivalent or neutral about them yeah yeah like how it I would be about my heart. like how I I would be about people like you, you know <laughs> like, I wanna, there you go I, I like I want to go to the morgue like I could sit and look at a dead body like forever a dead dog not a chance in hell I would rather ram my forehead through a spike yep yep um that's it for the dog stuff you know I almost made a purchase this morning and did you guys suffer any ill effects from uh, the snow that came Tuesday and Wednesday at the house. Uh, not really. I really thought we were going to lose power and we didn't, but, uh, luckily, uh, Josh just, I think that weekend or like the week before had gone out and kind of trimmed up all our trees because they were starting to get really tall. And there's two trees in uh, particular in our backyard that are, you know, pretty, pretty close to the house. And had he not trimmed them down, it would have been disastrous because even, even with them trimmed, the whole tops of these trees are just completely bent over and we still, you know, once it gets a little bit warmer, we're going to have to go out there and cut them all down. But I I could not believe, I mean, when it was coming down, it didn't look like it was that heavy. Like it kind of looked like that really light fluffy snow, but it was so wet and so heavy. And it, it was like, I just, looked outside and all of a sudden there was like four inches of snow yeah i'm like what the heck so i mean we didn't have a whole lot of damage but there are a couple trees that just did not survive it a long time ago i there was a a halloween storm like that where i lived and it knocked out power for days like i had to drive i was it was in allentown and i was driving home to sleep at my my parent my mom's house because i didn't have power for like three or four days and i was worried something like that was going to happen this week when I yeah when I, I was I was sure that something was going to happen just because it was it was so heavy and there were so many trees coming down. Well, and there's there's foliage now on on the trees, so it that's why these things are so dangerous. When I went outside, I don't know nine o'clock to let the dogs out on Tuesday night, there was one one tree, one part of the tree was leaning up against the house, and I'm like, Ugh. I mean, it, yep. it, I don't think it was going to go anywhere because it was a distant branch, but the next morning. It was nowhere near the house. It was leaning the opposite way. Um, <laughs> and I'll show you a picture. And I was going to go buy some things, but I figured, let's talk about this on the podcast. And before I go and buy some $30 clipper set from Target, maybe Josh has some things. Like, I'll show you what it is. But 
I, I don't have to do it because maybe the landscaping company does it. I don't know. But I think it's within my skill set to chop this thing down because it's leaning way too far. Like, it's a tree branch that should be up in the air, and it's it's touching the ground. Do they come down and, like, mow? Do you have to mow stuff yourself, or do no, they, they, they do, do that? they oh, do all nice. that. And I'm wondering if whenever they come back, they, and they usually come once a week, or they will soon, if because it's on the ground, they would just hack it up and take it with them. Um, but I figure, you know what, let me learn something. Let me try to do something. And again, this thing never is where it is and it's on the ground now. So Andre peed on the leaning tree, tree branch. So it definitely of shouldn't be there. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. So does Josh have things I can borrow? I'm, I'm sure he does. Like we have, we have plenty of clippers and, you know, tools to to cut things down i'm sure that he's got something in the garage i'll show you uh i'll show you what it is the the branch and then the stuff that my friend suggested and you you can tell me whether you can provide further instruction okay or i'll show it to josh and he'll provide further instruction completely fine. i don't really know um in two uh in a month I, I think i included this with the text to you guys the other night are you for another visit to uh the hydro Here's the thing. I will go, but we're going to have to, like, I'm going to have to pregame or get my mind right for we can, the visit. We can, when, when we go, hold on, let me, I got to cut a traffic report and then we'll hop back to this, okay? So, are they just opening it? What What is, why are they opening it again? I guess they've done this before. It's called Halfway to Halloween, and I guess it's like Halfway to St. Patrick's Day. Hey, it's like anything to make a buck and promote your thing. Yeah, it's like Christmas in July, I guess. Right, 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 right. Um, and we didn't go last year, even though they were open, and I guess they're going to do a little bit of advertising, and Melody asked if I'd get involved. I was like, absolutely, because I, I missed going. It would have been a good time. It's probably not a bad idea, because I'm sure they didn't do as well as they normally do, and right. so hopefully this will kind of like catch them up to where they should be. Right. So, it's a good idea. Um, look, we can, when we head out, it, okay, so if you come, we'll stop somewhere there and hop into a gas station or whatever and get you one of those mini fireball bottles. Or I'll buy some and you can drink them on the way. There you go. I think I, think if I just have a couple shots so that my reaction time's a little delayed and we'll get us scared. <laughs> okay. So, May 21st. Okay. Um, we'll get Alex. It'll be a good time. Maybe I can round Floyd up. Be a nice night. I know. I haven't seen or heard. Like, I obviously see all the stuff on Facebook, but I miss him. Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see it. I'm glad I did. And I'm glad Melody asked about it. And it's, so Melody was like, so what, what are you envisioning here? I'm like, we'll just go out there and do some videos. It's not like we can, you know, say, hey, come out here next week because it's only one weekend. But remember that one room that we were in, um, one of the escape rooms, and it was, uh, you know, Grizz from 94.5, the rock station? Yeah. Remember it was his voice? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we followed all these things, and the creepy guy was like, it was the first sentence. You just should have, like, turned the knob. It was something super easy. So I have this idea, and uh, you know how, like, uh, we talk about my basement what if the next Crazy Bob escape room was Eric's basement? I mean, I, that would be terrifying on its own, and they could do an exact replica, and it would be terrifying. Yes, 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 yes. I'm all, I'm all for it. Escape Eric's basement. Yep, there you go. You'll make, you'll make them all kinds of money. Um, what else do we have to do? Uh, there is a, uh, we keep talking about how everybody is, is hiring. No one wants to work. Everybody's hiring, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was a Chick-fil-A job fair on Thursday. I guess they need to hire like a hundred employees. Like, you know, if Chick-fil-A has to hire people or they're having a hard time, it, it really is a struggle and not saying that it's not, but they're doing a job fair tomorrow from one to three at the Secor location. But I only bring this up because when I was going to Amanda's house the other night, was it Tuesday night? It was Tuesday night. So the precipitation was coming down. And the Chick-fil-A at Secor, no, Central and McCord, you know that one? Have you ever been uh have you ever been past the Chick-fil-A 
when it's raining outside or there's there's snow or something's coming down and it's a busy time, like they got to keep the drive-through going. I mean, I've seen them under their tents and in yes. their raincoats. And, yes. And they have, they have like those industrial heaters out there. I mean, they literally do everything they can to make sure that those employees are comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I want that job. Like, it's, it's such a, it's such a dichotomy because part of me is like, I call it hate chicken. I know that there's like, there's tea and like drama with that. But at the same time, I'm like, look, look at what they're doing for these people. Right. Like they're, you know, they're, they're making sure that they're out there. They're not shoving them out there in the elements. You know, they're giving them heaters and tents and vests and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, all right, like, you, you know what you're doing. Art. All of our moral compasses are, are flexible. And to counter that statement, like, look, the reason they're doing that is because it, it makes them more money. Um, but it's funny. I never saw those people before, and I was like, holy shit, is this an episode of Westworld? I mean, those people really look like they're in, like, nuclear fallout gear or they're nuclear scientists to, to be protected from plutonium and stuff. I had never seen them in those tents before, these, these one-person personal tents they were using <laughs> to keep the line going. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like an exaggerated beekeeper. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? It's, it, it's wild. Like uh, the, in, in WandaVision, when the, the shield, uh, when the sword guy was climbing through the sewer. That yeah. guy, but even more so. Yep, exactly. Um, what else? You hit all that. Uh, the Glass City Marathon is this weekend. Shout out to all those people who are doing all the cardio that we'll never do. Yeah, I'm not. I I I hope it gets warm for for them. And that's the one thing. Like I would I would love to be a runner. First off, I would love it. Would love if that if it was in the cards for me. But it's not because I have bad knees and ankles and that's just what happens when you dance your entire life, but I also like I don't know if it's uh I'm sure there's a term for it. But if it's cold out, like if the air is cold and I'm trying to do cardio or exercise in a way that makes me breathe heavier, I ca- I cannot, I can't breathe. It's like cold-induced asthma or something, and it feels like my lungs are closing. So I see these people out when it's like 30 degrees, and they're decked out in all their running gear, and they're running down the street, and I'm like, I could never because I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. It's going to be in the 40s on Sunday morning, um, but good for them. Like it, it is a different breed. And then the only, the only counter to that is, well, maybe they don't like uh, they don't like lifting weights. Like they they just look at people in the gym who are lifting weights, and they're like, how can anybody do that? Because we're looking at the runners the same way. I was never fast. I could never run for distance. It's probably because of any deviated septum that I have, but. You're right. I certainly won't run outside because that the extra breaths to stay warm, or if there's even a mild gust of wind making it more challenging, screw that. But good for the people that are running out there. Good for you and good luck. There's, I, I think they they might usually have like five or maybe even eight thousand runners. There's only going to be fifteen hundred people because of um, social distance reasons and maybe other other protocols that are in place. But fifteen hundred yeah. people around, uh, I guess parts of Toledo, Ottawa Hills, and maybe even Sylvania for the Glass City Marathon. Well, that's great. Does Maddie have anything else to say? I don't. I don't know. I'm sure she's getting hungry. It's almost time for her solid foods. What? Uh, what's she been eating? Oh, she eats everything, right? She still just eats baby food. Although I'm debating, like, at what point I should start giving her things to actually start, like, not necessarily chewing because she doesn't have any teeth, but like something she could gum. Like last weekend, we went to. Um, we went to breakfast and I got scrambled eggs and I let her have like little bits of that. And she seemed to do fine because anytime somebody's eating something like I'm eating or um, like I, I had to take her to work this morning to get some work done and they were uh, eating lunch and she'll just like, she'll stare you down if you're eating. And I'm like, okay, like that's usually a, a good sign that they can start solid foods because you know, they're, they're ready. They're starting to get interested. So I just, I don't know if I want to deal with the mess because I want to, we have like a high chair for her and I want to put her in there and just put a bib on her and kind of give her like something that's mushy 
but let her just like finger it up and try to figure out if she can get it to her mouth because I think it would be hilarious, but I would also have to clean it up after. So I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to debate like what and when I want want to feed her because I think she's getting bored with the the baby food. Will that will that make the poops a lot easier to to handle for like diaper changes? I mean, maybe. It's still it's not it's not solidified yet. If, if you know what I mean, but well, that's what I'm saying. If you give her like solid food or so- more solid food, maybe that'll it'll tighten the turds up. <laughs> maybe I also don't want her to get constipated. So where did you go to breakfast last week? Delicate balance. Um, where did we go? I, we went to Scramblers on Central. Was it busy? It was not. No. Okay. Thankfully. Yeah. Uh, any plans for the weekend? Oh. <sighs> I don't think what. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I, but I forgot. We have to. I have to play something for you. But what do you weekend plans? Uh, weekend plans. I don't think I have anything. Um. Okay. Which is kind of nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. How's Magic Mike? He's doing great. Is your mom still hot for a car? Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't figured that out. Which I'm. I don't. I'm sure she's just gonna be searching forever. My uh, my work bestie and her husband. Just today, bought a new um, four-wheel drive Dodge Challenger. Okay. In a blue color, which is quite lovely, and my brother uh, was rather jealous. But uh, yeah, I don't know. People, it's like new car season because people are people are out here getting new cars left and right. Uh, tax uh, tax returns, maybe some extra government money. So yeah, that's true. It's interesting, like, I'll use your word again, it's an interesting dichotomy with what's going on with um, the economy and how some people are spent, some things, you know, you can't, my brother told me today that they, they he works at the car dealership and all the the 22 Hyundai Tucson's, which I was kind of holding out for, he's like, they're just flying off the lot, so you're not wrong, yeah, lots of people buying cars and obviously the housing market and all these other things. Yep. Oh, you know what, you know what I forgot to tell you, so... Josh has had his uh, identity stolen. Okay. But it goes back to like 2018. Right. And I guess some dude, I'm assuming it's a dude, somebody in uh, Texas has his name, his birthday, his social security number, and they have been opening like utility accounts in his name. Mm-hmm. And then he obviously don't doesn't find out about it until now because they're going to collections. And so they're showing up on like his credit report. And uh, he got a he got a call and a voicemail from some energy company in Texas, and they were like, "Yeah, it's the fraud department. Uh, we're just calling because we think there's a, a fraudulent account in your name and all this stuff." And he thought he thought it was spam, and he played it for me, and I'm like, "Hey, I think that's real." And I go, "Did you Google the number to make sure that it goes back to that company?" And he's like, "No." And so I I looked it up, and that number belonged to that company, and I'm like, "I think you should call them and find out." And sure enough, there was, there's been like an ATT account. There's been like an electric and a gas, all these utilities that are open in his name in Texas, and we didn't even know about it. Wait, so, so he had known that his identity was stolen, but he- no, no, he had no idea. We only found out because this uh, energy company in Texas had called. They have like a specific fraud department, and they called. Um, cause I assume, I, I think what happened was that they kind of were tipped off cause this guy stopped paying. Um, and they kind of realized that it might be a fraudulent account. So they probably looked up the social security number and realized that it wasn't this guy. It was Josh, my husband. And so they got a hold of him and called and sure enough, like there, there are a couple, quite a few utility accounts open in Josh's name in Texas and uh, whoever was doing it was paying in cash and then quit paying on the utilities and so these accounts have gone to collections and so now we're finding out about it because they're showing up on his credit report and uh, it's just it's wild like I I was like how how does somebody like have your identity stolen and these accounts go back to like 2018 so it's been like three years wow. that this guy has had utility accounts in in josh's name and we didn't even know about it and he was paying i mean and he was paying like I, he was paying on it so it's not like you know he was 
it, it's just Josh's identity. It's not like his credit card or anything like that. Like we're not out any money because he wasn't using our accounts to pay. He was paying in cash. Right. But he still like used Josh's name and information to open a utilities account. And I'm just like, why? Why would somebody do that for one? I, I'm sure there's a large racket involved somehow, or maybe it's just a guy. He, he, for whatever reason, he couldn't open an account. He's like, I've got this guy's social security. I'll just pay in cash and keep my lights and phone on. Yeah, what, it could be. So, what's what's Josh doing to rectify? Because I know this can be a nightmare. It it is a nightmare. I mean, I guess thankfully, like there's not money involved, but what he has to do is like lock down all of his. Um, like credit credit apps and stuff like that. So now there's going to be extra steps if he ever wants to apply for anything that, you know, relies on his credit. So it's just kind of, it's going to be a pain in the butt going forward. Right. Um, and he can, I think there was a website where a lot of the utilities company will, utility companies will use this database of, um, kind of like blacklisted names, I guess. So he can apply on this on this site and then if anything if any accounts are tried to if anybody tries to open an account in his name, it'll kind of flag it and they'll have to call him and talk to him on the phone in order to open it. That kind of thing. So it's not like you can just go online and open up a an account with the information. You actually have to talk to him. Right. Well, it's, so it, it, I know people are always constantly worried about their credit, and you should be concerned if you're like if anybody falls into this situation. But right. um, I, and again, I know we're always worried about credit, but in reality, you actually don't use it that much. So no, you don't. And I mean, it's more just a pain uh, than anything else. But it's scary that somebody has this sure. information. I mean, it's yep. birth date and social security number, and yeah, they're not you know, using a credit card or a bank account, but they still have his information. So I'm like, hopefully they don't commit a crime and then it somehow gets flagged to him. I don't know. It's just such a nightmare and it's so crazy, but I'm just glad we're aware of it now because that stuff can go on and you don't even know about it. Stolen identity, stolen lawnmower. (laughs) Right? Like we're just, we're getting attacked. Um, Last thing. So I'm, even though I didn't watch all the Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy thing, it's just, I like talking about these things, even though I didn't watch it. I probably won't watch it. Um, they finally announced that LeVar Burton will be one of the Jeopardy guest hosts. Oh, I'm glad. Um, I think he's, I think he would do great. Me too. Me too. And it, and it sucks that like the internet had to get, the internet had to get as feisty as it did for Jeopardy finally to pay attention to him. It's like, it's the reading rainbow guy. Like, you're not going to get much more close to what you do on Jeopardy than this. So, right. Well, and consider your audience and consider right. the people that know who he is. Like, that's that's nostalgic. Right. Like, the, the people like us that grew up with him are slowly getting into the age where it's like, honey, let's saddle up for Jeopardy and watch LeVar. Um, but Which is let, terrifying and sad, but true. I know, I know. So uh, this was uh, this was fun. Listen closely. Everybody's been saying how great LeVar Burton is. So I decided to have him step in for me as spokesperson for Aviation Gin. LeVar? <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. The smooth, refreshing taste of Aviation American Gin. For an out-of-this-world gin and tonic. Mmm. <laughs> Oh. Ew. Mm. Now that man is a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> Probably too good for us. What do you mean, too good? LeVar. What? You can hear me. Usually it's just me in here. It's so dark. <laughs> I agree. He's a goddamn <laughs> national treasure. Um, you have an unhealthy obsession with Ryan Reynolds, but I'm here for it because I also enjoy Ryan Reynolds. I'm glad somebody, I mean, he was getting very close in his career to not ever being a star and just popping up in movies as as a guy sometime or, or whatever. And man, good for him. And I'm glad he did for, for, for my own personal taste, for making this Deadpool thing happen. Because um, now yeah, he's like- doing like... The, the video free guy and all these other nonsensical paydays. It's like, just give us Deadpool 3 and all this other stuff because he's perfect at it. I know. And I he's one of those people um, 
that I just hope are genuinely a nice person because you you kind of fall like you fall in love with celebrities and then you hear that they're really just like total jerks in real life and Ryan Reynolds is one of those people that I just genuinely hope is a nice guy because I love him so much like I love what he does I love his movies I just think he's really funny he so, too is a goddamn national treasure he is um, and I, I guess I should try his, uh, try his gin. But yeah, I saw that today. That was on Twitter, and uh, what impeccable timing! And I mean, he is. If he wasn't who he was as an actor, and granted, he's, it, he keeps doing the same thing over and over again. Like all these other movies, it's just Deadpool. But that's fine. That's like that's what he's great at. Do what you're right, great at. Right, and if that's and, what he wants to do, then that, do what makes you happy. Right. So if even he wasn't that guy, I would hire him as like some kind of like marketing director because to pounce on the LeVar Burton thing, like know your audience. Like I want to get these people who just pushed him into the Jeopardy role to drink my gin. It just works out so well. Not only that, but like those uh, 2020 devil commercials. Those are hilarious. What's that? The there's like those commercials of uh, I don't. I don't know if it's him in the devil costume or if he's just like a narrator or a producer of it, but there's commercials where it's like a dating, like a dating app, oh, and it's yeah. like the devil in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, so funny. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Um, Yeah, I think that's uh, that's it for a Friday. Tonight, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier finale. Uh, tomorrow... We'll chop some branches. Me, Josh, Alex, and Thomas. We're gonna go. My Josh, not yours. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got plans? We're gonna go see Mortal Kombat, and uh, yeah. Nice. I'm just gonna sit on my couch and play Among Us. And uh, yep. How much do you play Among Us? I would play Among Us every day, but nobody wants to play with me. My Josh, I think he still plays all the time. Listen, my so my sister got me hooked on it when she came into town over the summer. I don't know. But she'll come to town and she'll get me hooked on these games. And then she'll be like, oh, yeah, we're going to play all the time. Well, she lives in Georgia. And she always gets too busy for me. So now I'm hooked on a game that nobody can play. She's too busy to play with me. My brother will never play with me. I'll, I'll get you connected to Josh and we can figure this out. Uh, so what do you what do you play it on? Um, I, well, I was playing it on my phone, but now I play it on the Switch. Got it. So. Is it the kind of thing where it's an app on your phone, but you can, like, Chromecast it to your TV? Um, or do you, I don't do, know. You, I was just, I was just playing it as an app on my phone. Got it. Okay. Um, but now I can, I can use the Switch, which is actually easier because then if I do ever play, they'll usually get in Discord to, like, talk to each other. Right. So I can do that on my computer and then play the game on the Switch. How often do you use your Switch? <laughs> Only when I play Among Us, which is like once a week maybe. Okay. Because I had kind of considered getting a Switch, but I, there's only one game. There's a Switch-only game that I want to play, but I don't want to just buy the Switch for that. I'm sure I'll find other things, but I don't. But if there was somebody who wasn't using their Switch and would loan me it until I played the game... Yeah, I mean, you're welcome just, to try it. Like, just, take it for a couple days and see keep, if it's worth it. Yeah. Josh got it for, as a Christmas present, and uh, he never, ever plays it. So I confiscated it, and I was like, fine, I'm going to play Among Us on it. Excellent. I, it is cross-platform, right? Like, yeah. Like, somebody on the Switch can play with somebody playing on their PS4 or whatever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, well, I will, uh, I'll be in touch. All right, sounds good. All right, bye. Bye.